1: Hello, and welcome back to the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams, at Garrett720 on Twitter, and joining me today is my good friend, my co-host, Kyle Henning, at KTHEN16. Kyle, how are you doing today?
2: Uh, got some rest last night. Finally, after the draft, crazy fun times are over. Took Took some time to recoup myself. Feeling pretty good, and got to go back and look at some things, and... We're gonna talk about them now. So, how about you, sir? How is how is your Sunday evening going?
1: Yeah, it's going pretty on. Well, I guess
2: for you, it's like three in the yeah. Afternoon, it's
1: three thirty eight for me, so it's not quite evening yet. But yeah, it is. Uh, it's going pretty good. The draft weekend was pretty solid. It was pretty. It was pretty fun to uh, to see all the picks. I was, I really enjoyed draft coverage this year uh, from the NFL Network and all the guys. I think it was pretty solid.
2: Yeah, I, I watched um, the ABC coverage night one because I wanted to have my fastest television connection. You know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. actually like cable or whatnot and wouldn't right. be like a 30-second delay on streaming it. Because I, I have cut the cord except for the uh, basic channels on the antenna. So Right on. I went with the ABC coverage so I could keep that on. But uh, I did watch the NFL Network coverage uh, day two and three and that was that was all. That's always good, especially especially this year. Those guys those guys do a really good job. I also cruised cruised around a couple of the streams that were on doing draft coverage, like uh, guys over at RGR. Uh, I watched the Brett Coleman stream for a little bit, which was interesting on day three. Um, did not stop by our friends at PFF, but I heard they did one. Yeah, didn't didn't bother didn't going bother. through there. I That's heard they liked some of our picks thing. though. I heard I that,
1: heard that too. Yeah. So. Yeah, so overall I think the draft coverage is pretty solid. Um unfortunately Tom our uh, our third co-host isn't here to uh, to talk about it with us today. He's uh out with some medical some medical stuff. Hope he's okay. Injury report. Yeah, he he's on the IR the unfortunately. He should be back soon. Um but yeah, the Chiefs had themselves a boring day one obviously with no with no first round pick. And uh, and then day two it was a little bit more entertaining with uh, making the two picks. Much
2: much 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 more entertaining. Although I enjoyed night one because I went and sat in a watch party with a bunch of other people that um, really had investments in round one and just <laughs> kind of ran behind the scenes. Little peek behind the curtain here if you watched it over on the network uh, with beer and sports guys. I I ran behind the scenes for that um, the watch party they had on night one and. It was kind of fun, man. I, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, there was Got a lot to, of surprises in round 1 for sure. It was
2: especially with the angry Cowboys fan in my that was hosting <laughs> it and he was not happy. Not not pleased. No. I don't think uh, I think there's
1: a couple fan bases that might walk away from that round 1 thinking what happened. Like Raiders for example.
2: <laughs> although there's spin out now where they're trying to uh, well, other teams in the league had him going it from 20 to 32 in round one. So while they may not love the pick, it's not that much of a reach.
1: I don't about that. I don't know about that. Know right. about that. And then there's obviously a lot of surprises like JOK falling out of the first round. and I Mind mean, boggling. That, i, that I said it
2: multiple times on different places throughout draft coverage weekend, and I'll say it again here. I do not understand how he fell that far and the only thing i can think of would be the fear of not knowing how to use him just like arizona didn't really understand how to use isaiah simmons at first
1: yeah i think that and i just don't get it yeah it's strange i think that really is like come down to the problem is that just he's just that tweener linebacker safety kind of thing, where it's like you could put him into any system. You can do whatever. Yeah, you can but it's just whatever. like I just don't think they realize like, well, we don't need a whatever guy. We need a specific fit guy. I'm not sure. It was kind of a an interesting fall, and then the Browns ended up trading up in like the halfway through the second round to get him. So it was just like a a massive steal, but.
2: There was some seriously confusing things that happened. Uh, The run on edges at the end of the first round where there was like four or five in a row.
1: Yeah, Joe Tryon ended up making the end of the first round there. Uh, Gregory Russo snuck in at the end. Peyton Turner. Peyton Turner. Yeah, snuck in at 28. So there was, you know, that's just the Saints doing what the Saints 28 or 29, the Saints, yeah. Yeah, whatever the Saints were, but. That's yeah, just, you know, classic states reaching a whole round on an well, edge player.
2: I mean, I don't – so there, teams were reportedly much higher on him. Yeah. And that was reported pre-draft night.
1: Because he had a great – There was rumor about him going draft round season. one.
2: It, there was rumors about him going round one six to eight hours before the draft. I heard – it said by somebody ESPN Ian, or I don't know where
1: definitely said included his name on a, on that list. Right. Uh, just because so, he had such like an awesome uh draft season just from the senior bowl and the measurables and
2: Raidens went up and went way up in the first round farther than I thought he was going to. Dylan Radden's the kid out of uh North Dakota. North Dakota State or whatever he was, North Dakota. Yeah. His first round pick, was he not? Am I insane? I think, insane? He was. I think Are you're you? thinking
1: of the SIA mock
2: cuz I think Mm-mm. Dylan No. I'm not sure. crazy? I might be insane. I apologize. I yeah, swear he was, he was selected the first at 53 in the type by the Titans. 53. Who was yeah. the at the end of the
1: first round that threw me off then? Um, what's his name? It was a tackle. Uh <laughs> NFL draft order. Let me just quickly quick uh look up right here. Oh nice. this only shows me 1 through 7. Oh, Eric Stokes that. went higher than I thought. Eric Stokes but... did go very high. Um Jason uh, no, was I guess it wasn't the
2: tackle. It was the fact that Darius fell well, the so far. First time far. In franchise yeah. history, the down the board. J- I just thought radden has got a higher draft pick than that. I don't, I
1: don't know why. No, he, I have no idea why. But yeah, so Chiefs and Stokes
2: being where he was drafted, was surprising to me.
1: Yeah, well, that's just the Packers for you. The Packers are in full, in full chaos mode. So do not like their quarterback. Apparently. Yeah, and their quarterback especially does not like them. That seems to be the bigger problem is that their quarterback does not want to come back. Um, but anyways, diving into the uh, the Chiefs' picks, I guess we'll just go ahead and start breaking them down here. Uh, at the start of the second round, we ended up selecting at number 58 overall uh, linebacker Nick Bolton out of Missouri. Um, Let's
2: make that clear. That's not the start of the second round. That's like we'll start our second respect. round to start yeah, our to start our round.
1: draft. Come on,
2: Kyle, it is I'll near the up. end of the second round, which is why I'm more okay. I just wanted to preface that because this is why I'm more okay with this pick than I would normally be with if it was at say 31.
1: Yeah. Uh, so Nick Bolton, he's a he's a Mike linebacker, a true true Mike linebacker. He's a I don't know. He had a he had some pretty poor testing numbers. He had a 462 RAS score. Um, but the biggest, the biggest compliment on him is his, his instincts and his intelligence and his football IQ on the field. Um, he uses, you know, he uses pre-snap reads and and just, you know, just flies around to, to find the ball carrier. He's he definitely outplays his testing. Um, it's just, it's a very big question mark of a pick for the. He's Chiefs, a bit undersized.
2: Especially. He's a bit undersized for one. Yeah. Um, I think part of the reason that they really like him is that he, what you mentioned with all of his mental side, he calls the defense. He's the, he's going to be, I think he will, what they drafted him for is to be Anthony Hitchens' replacement. Oh, definitely. Even that's a thousand And, and, percent that, and to learn from him this year. Yeah. Like that's, that's what this is.
1: He Um, might even be replacing Anthony Hitchens this year at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean kicking Anthony Hitchens for the Sam role. That's something I don't know, but maybe there's some people who are very high on Nick Bolton who are saying that Nick Bolton is going to demand starting role. They love Anthony Hitchens. Yeah, I know I know what the Chiefs love, but Nick Bolton apparently that's
2: who's making these choices. Oh yeah, but Nick Bolton's gonna come
1: in apparently and uh, just force their hand, which is what I've been told by some uh, Uh, some people. I would love to see it.
2: I'm I would much love to see more, it too. Yeah, I'm much happier with the pick here at 58. I when it came across the screen, my initial reaction was, "But what we I talked was, about?" Uh, this. Yeah, my initial
1: reaction was very negative um, because I wasn't exactly, negative had, necessarily. I was just, negative.
2: We, <laughs> we don't need. We just drafted a line. Okay, fine. Yeah, because if we fine. break it
1: down here for anyone who doesn't realize the Chiefs' uh, linebacker situation here, we have Anthony Hitchens on the book for 11 million dollars this season. He is not Which, going to be cut probably. I mean, if they do, if they did, they'd only save like two million dollars at most, which is just not not, worth it. That is not happening. He is going to get snaps this year. Willie Gay was drafted in the second round last year. He took almost the full season to even get significant snaps granted he is more of a, a will linebacker sam linebacker even he's not going to play the mike long term willie gay so it's understandable that they would get a long term mike linebacker
2: but he will benefit from a full camp this year not being a rookie that's what we have to remember sure. is a lot of these rookies last year did not have training camp did, oh, not, have OTAs, the, yeah, did not have OTAs did not have rookie minicamp did not have all the to, normal to things include. that these guys would go through just like i'm we're going to talk about it when it comes to wide receiver here in a minute because yeah. that's going to get the day,
1: again. At the end of the day, Willie Gay is not going to be your answer long-term Mm-mm. at Mike. It's just, he's Mm-mm. just not. He's a, a great linebacker, and he's going to— Fine, get... but you don't want him to be. You didn't yeah, draft him for that. Exactly. You drafted him to be a dime linebacker, a will coverage guy. You, know. you drafted him to keep Ben Neiman off the football field is yeah, what exactly. you drafted him for. And so now, with the Nick Bolton pick, there's, there's some shuffling that you can do at the linebacker room now. So, obviously, giving Willie Gay a full offseason— and now he's fully kind of established. Now, granted, he might still be coming back from injury because he did get injured in the the playoffs last year. So he still you still have to watch out for that. But I think giving him the full off season and you know him already having a season under his belt, he's gonna compete a lot more with Ben Demon for those dime linebacker snaps and probably fully be incorporated as the will linebacker this year, uh, in base packages. And so what that gives the Chiefs that what what that allows the Chiefs to do is now they have Nick Bolton and Anthony Hitchens, who can kind of just switch roles between Mike and Sam. So, obviously, Nick Bolton's probably going to start out in more of a Sam linebacker role, just because Anthony Hitchens is at the Mike. Damian
2: Wilson replacement is exactly. what he is. Yeah,
1: because Damian Wilson is not on the roster this year anymore. He's not with the Jaguars, right. I think. Um, so, we know we need a Sam linebacker in the base package, and then once we do kick him to dime uh, in the dime packages, you know, it's going to be Willie Gay, and then it might be Ben Neiman as the other linebacker, or it might be Nick Bolton.
2: Um, God, I would like to just stop. Uh, look, it's nothing personal against Ben Neiman. It's just the less snaps he's on the field for actual defensive better. play and not special teams play, the better yeah. the Chiefs defense You do defense not will want
1: be. to be seeing Ben Neiman on the field. So that's just like the big <sighs> thing with him. Is he, just that...
2: can't co- he just cannot cover tight ends. No. He can't. And that's the and one thing can't. with
1: Nick Bolton is that you know his his run game is is great. He's got great instincts and everything like that. But his coverage is still not fully developed there yet. So that's the thing is that you know even though he might be kind of shuffling around snaps with Anthony Hitchens, it's really going to be come down to to Willie Gay to get Ben Neiman off the field. Like it's going to be. I would like be, to see Willie Gay do yeah, his job here this year. Willie Gay. It's going to come down to Willie Gay winning that that dime. Billy line Willie role. Gay. Billy Willie Gay. a hey, Bill Gay. That's what we used to call him. But That's what we used to roll out as yeah. So overall, I don't think Nick Bolton pick is too bad, especially just because you know it's you're not looking... bad.
2: We just waited 58 picks to take a linebacker. It yeah. made me frustrated. And
1: you're and you're looking out for your future because obviously Mahomes' yes. contract is start to is going to start to to really toll here the next couple seasons, and you're going to need some cheap some cheap players. And Anthony Hitchens, you're. Sorry, bud, you're not gonna make it next season. Like you're just. Oh, not. they that you might not that, even make I, it this season if I love, being Oh, he's real.
2: he's 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 here this year, and they love him, so he might get a weird deal. Next might get year, like, but a weird I,
1: one-year deal, but it's not Sammy Watkins style. Last year style. Gonna deal, get a, it's gonna It's gonna be a pay cut for sure. Because something with incentives or whatever. You can't have bomb. that kind of that money on the books there. So long term, you're getting you know you have two solid linebackers in Bolton and Gay. That are just gonna It just
2: better not be another pick at linebacker next year. I'm gonna throw there. Yeah, we don't need
1: any more linebacker picks, but we have two solid ones now. So overall I don't I don't hate it too much. I didn't like it initially. And overall I also with the players that were left on the board, I'd still probably prefer someone else. But hey, Nick Bolton's a chief now and we're we're all just gonna enjoy it.
2: I I get I get why they went where they went because I thought he would go considerably higher. I honestly didn't think he would even so be on I. the board at fifty eight I mean, for us to have to worry about around. this dilemma. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't expect us to actually have this conversational dilemma here because I didn't expect him to be around. Um, but that's another instance of the league and the mocks and everybody out in the draft universe being a little bit different on guys in some areas. Yeah, uh, that's also we also talked about that being a real thing all year this year because. No combine. No really unified pro days. Hard to get people a lot of places. Difficult to see a lot of these guys. You're looking at tape. You're just going off the medicals and the measurements. Yeah. So you got... This draft was always going to be probably the most varied. Yeah, just definitely.
1: In terms of viewpoints on
2: shoot. players. As far as viewpoints amongst even just teams inside the league among on guys. Like different teams inside, the, inside organizations having massive... Different viewpoints on players. Yeah, you saw that with multiple guys this year,
1: especially with the Raiders, the Raiders and uh, and Mike Mayock had a <laughs> you, lot of. We're not, viewpoints. we're not, we're not. And we're the
2: Cowboys to be honest, we're the gonna save. also had uh, some All right, we can talk about there. we can talk about them, but the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos—those yeah, we'll are all being episode. saved for content for other episodes. Yes, I'm being I'm being content hoarding. I don't care. It's the off season now. We're gonna have a lot of time to fill. So a lot of time.
1: So, anyways, uh. It's shooting over to 63 overall with our second pick in the second okay. round.
2: Make me happy now.
1: We have Creed Humphrey, center out of Oklahoma, oh, and this is a very good pick. I was very ecstatic. Uh, when 60, this I just was want about. you to say
2: where he was taken again. 63rd one overall. One, for one more time know, for the fans at the home. That's the end of the second round of 63rd One more overall. time for the fans at home. 63rd? 63rd. Okay, good.
1: Yeah, so it's yeah, great yeah, positional okay. value. We did a mock. If you caught a mock warfare last week, I actually... Chose Creed Humphrey at 58 overall, and even I had a reference like, I don't think Creed Humphrey's going to be here at 58 overall. And then the Chiefs ended up passing on him and still land him at 63 overall. It's kind of crazy. Um, Creed Humphrey is, is just a really good player. He's He had a 10 RAS score as a center. Um, He's You're going
2: to hear us mention that a lot. If you yeah. don't know what that is, we talked about it a little. You can go check out Math Bomb on Twitter, or you can go head over to RTK and he did an interview with him where he talks about the relative athletic score and he explains kind of how it all works. And you yeah. can go check Short that out. Short version of there. it
1: short version of it is just basically combining all of their testing and measurables, their like 40 times, their 3-cone, their bench reps, their height, weight, all that stuff, comparing it to the averages and, and just kind of giving you a, a relative, like I said, relative athletic score to, to what it is. And Creed had a 10, which is as high as you can score. He was actually the number one center ever since like 1987 or something like yes, that
2: 35 years is yeah. how about back this goes it's
1: pretty crazy so he's just he's a very athletic center he's his he's got very great movement skills he's got crazy mm. processing one of the biggest biggest traits of his is his processing ability and his pre-snap coverage and all that like he's his i believe his oklahoma coach said he was like basically an offensive coordinator there on the, on yep. the field like which is someone that you would love to have like you'd love to have that guy
2: this pick makes everything about the Nick Bolton pick not matter nearly as much to me as it could have. I was yeah. very much on the line of, all right, I can wrap my head and understand the Nick Bolton pick. Like, I can do that. But you got to give me something here on next the next pick.
1: got to give me something. man Creed Humphrey, he's going to be, I mean, he's your starting center for the next and, decade if he earns a second contract. Right?
2: And I was, and, and right, so I'll, I'll be honest. I was sitting out. Not not at home watching diligently on the television. I was watching the NFL Network coverage at a bar with the captions on. Wasn't really paying too close of attention to it. Didn't realize, wasn't paying attention to who was available on the board. See the pick come across the screen and went, oh my God, he was still available at 63? What just happened? Yeah. Why didn't we pick
1: him at 58? It's honestly and- say that. Why about, was he still there at sixty three? Yeah, you can say that about a lot of players. There's a lot of players in this draft who fell to crazy positions. We talked about JOK. Oh, I mean, there's there's tons of guys who fell, and we'll, we will we'll get to we're them. Getting, we're getting there. But, we're getting uh, There's several yeah, so, throughout this. Pathway. So Creed, obviously, he's just he's set up for success. <sighs> also, just just look at imagine the O line situation he's going into. Like you have a former teammate in Orlando Brown Jr. at left tackle, and then you have one of the. Best left guards in the league and the highest-paid left guard in the league, Joe Tooney at left guard. And then you have him at center, and then you have either Kyle Long or Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, both very good, very established veteran right guards. And then you know you have a, a rookie on the on the right end, but he's sandwiched or in between or Rimmers or Rimmers or I, Rimmers. You got Rimmers, you got Niang or Rimmers at right or, tackle or a third option. But we won't talk about that third option yet. Um, at we'll, right tackle, yeah, or a third option. Um, but either way, like Creed Humphrey is going. Between Thoney Long, and DuVernay Targis. Hey so, I mean, he First just set of up all, for success.
2: So Creed also didn't allow... Like, people are going to talk about this. Creed Humphrey didn't allow a sack in his, like, entire career at Oklahoma. Like, 2,000-something yeah. snaps or mm-hmm. something like that. Now, he's a center, so it's not as difficult as it is to do a tackle or whatnot. Yeah, or but, a guard I necessarily. Mean, still, but it's still really impressive. Yeah, still very um, impressive. He's also... Played center for a couple of really, really, really good quarterbacks. He yeah. had Kyler, and he had Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. and, and I, even had if I'm not mistaken, he had Spencer Rattler Spencer this Rattler. year. Spencer Rattler,
1: yeah, uh, he has yeah. Very, so, very, great people now, under center. I mean, I could say we would really be remiss.
2: Center. We would be remiss to discuss. He is he is technically left-handed.
1: Oh yeah. That's however, one of my favorite parts about him.
2: However, he snaps with both hands. I think lefty's in the gun, righty under center. Is that um, true? I. I'm pretty certain of it. He talked about – Andy said something about it on the phone call
1: mm. where yeah, he did, said, you, you did know, did that lefty – You're still snapping left-handed. And then he said, I yeah. know you can. Yeah,
2: and no, I know you can snap with both. I know you can. Yeah. yeah. And then Creed talked about it in his interviews, and I, I thought he said that that's basically what it was, is that he snaps it left-handed deep and up close with his right, Yeah, which I mean, is probably just a feel thing for the quarterback in yeah, center. I mean,
1: that's really not – too much of a problem in my eyes, obviously. But no, it's not a problem at all. It, no. it
2: actually is. I think it's an impressive thing because yeah. he took the time to I learn pretty- how to snap with both hands. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: overall, he's just going to be a really solid addition to this O line room for honestly the next, yeah. at least the next four years. But.
2: You won't have to worry about protection calls with him in the near future. He's going to help along that front tremendously. Um, if you go back and watch his tape, I went and watched just about every piece of Creed Comfrey content I could consume after we drafted him because he was a first round buzz guy. Yeah. And Jeff Schwartz did his O-line thing with Fox or whatever, which yep. was really good. Also, Trinch Warfare did a bunch of stuff with Creed. Um, was really well done with him as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's kind of a hybrid of the same thing. But that Brandon Thorne group um, that did all that O line scouting, if you're not familiar with them and all the work they do with the O line guys and the prospects and how that all works, you guys should go get yourselves familiar. They're very good at what they do.
1: They're very good. So, yeah, overall, I mean, Creed Humphrey, very solid pick. I guess that's. Uh, I just, I was
2: going to say this from Nick Bolton on, we don't talk about a relative athletic score under 6.8, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I'm not sure, but yeah, the relative uh, Nick Bolton's relative athletic score was the lowest of the bunch by far. Uh, yeah. Everyone else was pretty
2: by, high. By at least two points.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, so moving on to our, our next pick here, we had a gap, obviously, because we traded away our third round pick for Orlando Brown. So, uh, and our fourth or our first fourth round pick. So we ended up yep. uh, at one forty four overall. Uh, which, just
2: for just for clarification's sake, let's tell you what we gave up with those picks here real quick, because our friends, the Baltimore Ravens, had themselves a fairly good draft. Um again, I don't really love to say it, but they did. The first one was Ben Cleveland, uh, a gentleman that our friend Arrowhead Tom, Mr. Tom Welty, who is supposed to be here but cannot be here at the moment, it was very high on and liked a lot. So yeah, that's what they that's used the third solid the pick in, on, I believe. internal pick. That was the third. And then the fourth, which came at one, what was it? One thirty? Is at one
1: thirty six? And I believe they traded it to the Cardinals. Cardinals so who, went, who became kinda,
2: Marco Wilson. Yeah,
1: and then the first round pick, obviously, they chose uh, Jason Outway. So yep, who, actually, uh, Odaf- who is now Odafe Odafe
2: Odafe is the Odafey. way. Odafe Odaf- Odaf- now Odafey. the way the first thing that Odaf- bumped in my Odafey head Odafey. when that when that happened was uh, you remember. Um, George Lopez with his Oda That's what it, that's, <laughs> how, that's how I know how to pronounce his name because I always Ooh, do like little f- pronunciation f- games with people's names to be yeah. able to learn them and know them. It's that, but with an with an F and It's Odafe, and
1: and then, and then Roger Dale pr- pronounces his last name away, so it'd be Odafe away. Yep. All right. Unless shout it's away, but we'll see what he says when they do.
2: Uh, we'll we'll pay attention to their first uh, Monday night game where he gets his name read out on the screen and we get to hear what it is.
1: Yeah, or uh, his the Week 17 game where he finally gets his first sack. Um, yeah. Either way. Uh, so
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com slash internet for details. At
1: 144 overall, we have Joshua Kendo, defensive end out of Florida State. Um, this was an interesting pick. I think it's a pretty solid pick. The uh, board at edge was very depleted by this point. There's not many great options left. And I think they got a really great player in Joshua Kendo here. He's a very good, very freakish athlete. He fits every single box that Steve Spagnuolo wants in a defensive end. He's tall enough, he's long enough, his arms are long enough, all of that stuff. He is, he is all by all measures a, a Steve Spagnuolo defensive end. Um, he was a five star recruit coming out of high school uh, in the state of Maryland, I think he he grew up in, in Maryland. Um, so he's five star recruit. Uh, he came to he got offers from like Alabama and Ohio State and stuff like that before going to Florida State. Uh, never really. Had did much at Florida State. His development kind of stunted, which is why he's a, a fourth-round pick here. But I mean, overall, he's a, a a very athletic tight end or defensive end. Sorry, um, he's don't he's, get ahead of yourself. He's an upgrade. Uh, yeah, he's an upgrade over Tano Passanio, which is kind of our our starting kind of defensive end that left. Uh, also,
2: don't compare him to Tano Passagno, please.
1: Yeah, well, he's a lot. That's why I said he's a lot more athletic than Tano Passagno. Oh, uh, I know, but people, people tano been on. Tano this. RAS score was significantly lower than Kendo's was. Um, yes. Even though I like Tano, he just wasn't. He wasn't actually athletic. While well, as Joshua he Kendo, like he it. is athletic. He's got a great bend around the edge. He uses his hands well. He's like he's a very powerful rusher. Like overall, he's just a really solid, athletic guy. And the Chiefs are just pretty much banking on you know Steve Spagnolo and Brendan Daly to uh to turn him into something. He spent time, as you mentioned, at Florida State, whose
2: coaching staff was um not stellar in his time there. Uh, there are several guys that have come from that program who. Uh, well, after frankly, after Jimbo left, it's not been good at Florida State, <laughs> no. but the players are still good. Um, he was, I think, the top DN prospect in his class coming out. Yeah. Um, he's a f- all the athletic tools, as you mentioned. He's a high-ceiling guy.
0: Very uh, high this ceiling.
2: is where I wish they would have maybe gone a different route in the first round because Carlos Basham was taken by the Bills two picks after we took Bolton, but hey, whatever. But, um, But when you go get a guy like this, it's definitely you're trusting in your development, your coaching staff. That's also what you're doing in these rounds. Now, this is the round that Brett Veach struck gold in last year with LeJarius Sneed, and I would not put it out of the realm of possibility that this is another gold mine that he hit with this one because this dude has all the tools. You mentioned everything he's good at. You're 100% accurate on all of those things that he's good at. He's just raw because they didn't do much development at Florida State with him. He's very talented. He has all the tools I hope any he, and he fits Bags' mold to a t he's big he's long he's lanky he's exactly. athletic he's he's a he's he's prototype he's pro So
1: he's gotta see hope that he uh he has the work ethic and motivation and you know they can figure out a, a solid role for him so all right, uh the next pick here was actually our first trade of the draft. The uh, the Chiefs ended up trading with the Jets to move up and move back with their two fifth round picks. So they ended up There's moving. something for everybody. Yeah. Nobody
2: can complain about Brett Veach so they, not trading up so they did and nobody trade up can and down. complain about Brett Veach not trading back. He did both at the same time. Thank you New York Jets.
1: Yeah. So at 162 overall, they ended up going with Noah Gray, tight end out of Duke. And this is a guy who came on my radar once the, uh, shout out to Arrowhead Pride guys, um, once the KC Draft Guide was released. This was, I believe, Jake's one of Jake's guys. He is, he's an interesting prospect. He's kind of got comparisons to Travis Kelsey, just because of really his number that he wears and the fact that he's athletic, which is just about, that's about where the comparisons end. No, um,
2: no, no, that's not it. That's not the only spot where they end. He also does some things at the top of his route tree yeah. that not a lot of guys do and if he gets to sit and learn from travis but he's yes, also i could see some similarities however he is not yeah he's also I mean, a lot go ahead different. and reiterate he is not travis kelsey yeah he's, he's a lot different like 240 pounds
1: he's a lot different because he plays like three different positions too which is what the chiefs yes. kind of were intrigued by uh he lined up in the slot i think like i forget the numbers but he lined up in the slot uh inline tight end and fullback all like Basically a third of his of his snaps, like the H back,
2: the full back, whatever yeah, you want to call it, the, the hybrid the position backfield there, is what backfield they, they back there. Out. He's 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 not so he's the second lowest RAS score of the bunch of our group, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. It's only... And it's mostly because he's undersized. He's not very tall, comparatively speaking. He's not very hefty. Like I said, he's like two forty, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I forget his actual measurements, but yeah, he isn't the biggest guy, but he's the thing I'll say about him is he has a uh, two point eight career percent drop rate. So this guy if you give him the ball, he's not gonna drop it. Like that's just straight up what's not gonna happen. Um so I think honestly he's a very is a very good pick just because of like the options that it gives the Chiefs. We have we haven't really seen the Chiefs use an H back too much. Uh, we had Anthony Sherman for a while, who was a fullback, H-back kind of combo, but we've never fully employed an H-back in our offense. And it's not like we have to really start now, but Noah Gray gives us that option to to use him as an H-back, to use him as a fullback, to use him in different, you know, 12 personnel blocking schemes. Like he's there's a lot of versatility and options that you get with Noah Gray here. It's just it's it's interesting to see what they're going to use him for.
2: Well, you mentioned something there that I think is going to be a topic of conversation all offseason and probably for a good portion of the regular season. I think they're going to do some things schematically different that we have not seen in a Andy Reid offense in
1: quite some time. Oh, yeah. and there's a lot of reasons why they're going to do some schematically different things. If you look at the way that they've built this offensive line, yeah, they're going to do some things different. This offensive Andy's- line has never—the Chiefs have never had an offensive line like they do now, which is just like— Power, big guys, like, there is a clear shift from, like, the the zone, the agile guys that that Andy used to like until now, which you get, you know, big guy like Creed Humphrey, big guy Orlando Brown. I mean, you know, there's still athleticism there, but, you know, and then adding Noah Gray, who's definitely has some blocking prowess to him. It's it's interesting to see what they're going to do.
2: They... They will, And we'll get plenty more into this later yeah, in the offseason. Yeah, we'll get season, plenty more into this. they're going to do some things different schematically because of the way they built this offensive line because Andy is notorious for putting his players in situations to succeed and doing what they do best. And if you look at some of the things that these guys that they've put together do best, there's no way I think that they're going to keep running the same scheme. They're going to change some things up, and then you're going to see things that people have never seen before yeah. again.
1: Exactly. So on that note, with our our next pick in the sixth round, we traded back for at 181 overall. We choose wide receiver Cornell Powell out of Clemson, and this was a very good pick in my opinion. I saw Cornell Powell mocked as early as the third round, mostly like a kind of a third, fourth round guy. Um, but I think it's a really solid option for the Chiefs. He's let me let me put it this way: Powell is a true X receiver, and we talked about it last week on mock warfare where. You know, I, I we talked about Amon or Saint Brown as as being a guy who's not really a typical X receiver, but he could play the X. But Cornell Powell, I think, in all in all, intents and purposes, is a true X receiver. He's an outside guy. He played 83.5 percent of his snaps outside at Clemson, so like he's not a slot guy, even though he's only six foot or six one. Like he is going to be an outside guy. He is going to win with his physicality and his his route running, which is. Impressive, to say the least. He's got some very good route running. Um, his separation skills are crazy. And also his yard-after-catch ability is just through the roof. So, it's Cornell Powell, I mean, he's going to be a guy who could instantly contribute day one. Um, on the outside, the inside, wherever they want to put him. He just, he, and he's also just got a skill set that you don't really see on the Chiefs. Like, you don't, we don't really have like a, I think the closest comparison to him would be Byron Pringle. But even Byron Pringle is a lot different than him. Um, I don't know. I really like the pick. He's a
2: guy that wasn't even on Clemson's radar until his senior season. Yeah, um exactly. so he's doesn't have a whole lot of mileage on the tires. He's coming from an extremely talented college program. He's <laughs> you say he's six foot. Well, that's fine. He's also stacked. Like this dude is big. big. He is muscle. He has some physical traits to him, which yeah. is why his physicality is going to make a difference. Um, he put a hurt on some cornerbacks that came out in this draft. He put a hurt on some cornerbacks. You're probably going to see out in future drafts in a very short time window. He's a very good target. It's a late round value in a very deep wide receiver class. Uh, he, the thing you didn't mention that I think is most important about him is he does not drop the ball. Yeah. Like ever, he's two point eight percent drop rate, something like that. Powell's like for Noah never Gray. drops the ball. That
1: was Noah Gray's drop rate. Too, oh,
2: is that 100%. Noah's? Yeah. Did I get those mixed? Who, what? Because Powell's drop. He like he never drops the ball.
1: Yeah. No. Powell's also very sure-handed. I'm not sure what his drop rate is, but yeah, he is very talented for sure. He's gonna. I mean, he's gonna catch that ball, and he's gonna. Run and I think his yard after catch is like his biggest thing just because he he will a he won't go down and b he is very elusive and sneaky like sneakily fast. I think he ran a four 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 six maybe. I thought it was might have even been a see, four five. But he runs he plays a lot faster than uh, his his testing numbers were. Let me look up his RAS real quick.
2: His rack should give all of that. We I, I put that out right after the draft.
1: Yeah, he ran let's see. That was a four five three. So he had a seven five seven RAS score. He ran a four five three forty. Uh yeah, he's six foot basically on the dot, two oh four. Um and yeah, he had a thirty six point five vertical, uh a ten foot broad, it looks like. I mean, yeah, this guy's a pretty solid yeah, athlete. He's an athlete. Mount. Yeah, I mean and he's, he's pretty built- solid.
2: If you look at his body type, you'll think similarly of Tyreek Hill. Like they're both or, very just. Or
1: you could think of middle. maybe even DK Metcalf. DK's a little taller. Tyreek's a, a little shorter. Yeah, but yeah, he's about halfway in between those two guys. Yeah, it's
2: basically like the middle ground of the two of those yeah. dudes. Which, if you get the middle ground of the two of those guys, I'm I'm good. I think, yeah. I think I'm good. Especially
1: in the sixth round, like that's a very solid pick in my. I, opinion.
2: I think I'm. I think I'm okay with that at yeah. that point. I think so, especially because. Him, him coming from that offense that they play at Clemson and coming from a system with Dabo and coming from, I think he could contribute this year.
1: Yeah. I think he also can contribute this year for sure. It's and also
2: what I think about Kando. And even though he came from a very different situation, I think if Brendan Daly gets his hands on him and does some things with him early on, he could be situational pass rush this this year.
1: Yeah. It's kind of crazy to say, but all five of the guys that we've mentioned so far, I think can have a significant usage in year one. Ooh. Like, I think Bolton has contribute. to. Creed's going Creed's to. Going to, and then yeah, I think Kando, Gray, and Powell will all contribute in some way. For
2: You'll sure. see Gray. is probably gonna, and and the other two things is special teams. I didn't mention it with Powell, but it is yeah, like, and I think big, you did with yeah, Gray. Gray is a big. Both special of those team dudes guy. are gonna play special teams. Both They're them, both yeah. very good on special teams from their time in college.
1: Exactly. So those are two, two guys who are gonna. Dave Tobe's to happy
2: about this draft, especially in the
1: later end of this round. Oh, well, hopefully. Hopefully he doesn't... I would assume so. Hopefully he doesn't, you know, screw it up. Uh, anyways.
2: You and your insane un- lack of understanding of how good Dave, of a special teams coordinator Dave Tove is.
1: Yeah, well, when you employ Nicole Hardman for that long, it's kind of hard to trust you still. But anyways, we on to the, our, our sixth round pick here. <laughs> <And> we're going <laughs> on to our sixth round pick here. We have, I think, the home run of the draft so far. Uh, Trey Smith, guard out of Tennessee at 226 overall listen this guy was projected literally on every single board as being a second third round guy like third round at the latest he is a mauler think about what the chiefs had last year in kalichi osemile and then just think about a younger and even better version of kalichi osemile and that's what you have with trey smith he is a big physical dominant blocker he is i mean he uses his size to just manhandle humans he is and then he'll just he'll put you in the dirt he'll give you an extra punch in his face to the dirt like this guy this guy loves the game of football for sure he was actually trending on twitter because he hadn't been picked so long like that was he literally tweeted out like i'll never forget not being picked basically and so like he was literally trending on twitter for not being picked as long as he was so i mean there's a lot of hype a lot a lot to know about this guy the reason he fell so far by by many people's uh, accounts, is due to his medicals. Uh, he had blood clot issues in his lungs in his sophomore season of college, which ended up making him sit out the last five games. And then I also believe he had to sit out spring and summer practice or had no contact in those practices. Um, but he sat out for an extended period of time because of these blood clots. Um, but he also had he mentioned uh, in his press conference afterwards that he had he been perfectly healthy for the last two years, and he was ready to go to work. So, I'm super excited about this pick. I think Trey Smith is going to be, like I said, the home run of the draft. I think he is going to be your starting guard in 2022. Um, yeah, it's just a very, very high upside pick that Brett Beach steals in the sixth round.
2: I I didn't even bother looking at him because I didn't expect him to be anywhere near available for where the Chiefs would take a pick on him at this point. Like he was he was in that range of picks where I just didn't see them going offensive line in the draft. Yeah. Where that, you know, that 95 range, I just didn't think they were going to go interior, especially after all the interior, but when you get to 226
1: uh, yep, it's, give me that. Best player
2: available is easily best there. Best player available um, by
1: far, like by three rounds far. Um, I cannot
2: fathom what they're going to do with the offensive line group they have this year because it's like 14 deep.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people on the defensive or line. F- somebody... Uh,
2: I uh, bold prediction. I said this the other day. I think somebody's getting traded from this offensive line. Yeah. There's going how, to be I don't a know training how camp Bold
1: of a prediction that is. I think it's
2: training camp. Well, I said, it, I said it likely I said it before I actually said it before they drafted him, but I would not be surprised. And, and then after they drafted him for sure. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Wiley, Allegretti, Rimmers made some of these guys with snaps, depending on how these come, kind of these battles go, mm-hmm. you may see some guys gone. Um, I know this isn't going to be everybody's favorite thing to hear LDT, um, especially depending on if they can get something back for him, if they can trade him, they can still save some cap money, depending on how that all boils down. Yeah. Um, it's it. this offensive line group, Brett Beach made it a point that it was not going to be a problem ever again. And they're making sure it's not going to be a problem anymore.
1: Yeah, they have definitely made sure of that. I think one thing kind of important to know about the offensive line and all the evaluations that are going to happen is that there's probably not going to be preseason games this year again, or there might only be like two preseason games or one preseason game. Um, but the chiefs actually had sort of a preseason game last year, week 17 versus the chargers where they started all their backups. And you saw some guys like uh, Martinez Rankin and you Durant and a couple other guys get starting reps there. So I think that'll be a, a, a significant factor for the chiefs kind of determining who, uh, who makes and doesn't make the roster. I'm also curious uh, I'm not sure if this has been confirmed or not but are they going to have the same practice squad rules as they did last season where
2: they're still working all that yeah, out. Yeah, I think That's that is still something to be worked up out in negotiations. But if that I, is the uh, case,
1: I could definitely see the Chiefs, you know, storing some of these these guys on the practice squad. So I think um, the Chiefs have a very good problem on hand. Remind me his RAS alignment. score if you wouldn't on Trey, Trey Smith. I believe, it was Trey nine, Smith. I believe it was a 9. Sorry. I believe it was a 959. So that's mistaken. another
2: offensive lineman with near a 10. Oh, it was a nine,
1: no. nine, nine, one actually. So even yeah, even better, even closer. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he had a, I mean, dominant pro day, 32, 32 bench reps. He had a 5, 1, 1, 40 yard. I mean, by yeah, all accounts, no. for a for a six five, 320 lineman, uh, he he is pretty athletic. <laughs> so.
2: He's he's probably guard. He, like you said, he's probably your guard. One of your guard spots here. Yeah, at, probably right, the guard say, right guard. One to two seasons. I would say
1: twenty twenty two. We uh, well, we have Joe Thune at left guard, so
2: right. I don't. I don't know. Depending on, like I said, it kind of depends on how it goes with the doctor, with Kyle Long, and with uh, that. P- these camp battles, man. This yeah, this, 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 this line set battles, of camp for battles, for sure. and also the wide receiver room in camp is going to be. Because there are some dudes that have been on this roster for a hot minute now that think it's their time, and there are some young cats coming in that just got drafted or just came in. Like, there's going to be some camp battles,
1: and a lot of these very spots. Interesting camp battles, and we're going to talk about it more on our pod later this week. But there's also some really interesting camp battles in the uh, the linebacker and and safety and cornerback room, just because of all of the undrafted free agents. I still don't think added, they're done with I still don't which, think they're yeah, done with uh, I don't think they're done with undrafted free agents either or But we'll get into that leaves. later this week. But yeah, we will get into that later this week. But yeah, overall, uh pretty solid draft. Just to <laughs> recap here, Nick Bolton at number fifty eight, uh Creed Humphrey at sixty three, Joshua Kando at one forty four, Noah Gray at one sixty two, Cornell Powell at one hundred eighty one, and Trey Smith at two twenty six.
2: All right, so you did your mock draft – or not your mock draft grade. You did your draft grades.
1: Yeah. Those are out now. Those will be out, yeah. By the time this podcast comes out, they will be out.
2: For for our purposes here,
1: kids, by the time you are listening
2: to the words that are coming out of my mouth, that article will be out. So we're not going to have Garrett give his grade, but I will go ahead and give mine, and I will tell you that I would say that that draft for me – I'm going to probably go ahead and give it just a flat-out A. Um, I like that. The only reason I can't give it any more than that, and the reason that I even brought it down some at all, is because I don't love the Nick Bolton pick necessarily. Yeah, um,
1: even though we understand it. Even we though I get it,
2: it. I just didn't love it. Just I didn't love it. Just like I understood the glide pick. I just didn't love it. Yep. I just It is what it is. Um, I'm not gonna tell you that he's not gonna be a good football player. I'm not gonna tell you he doesn't have purpose of use on this team and I cannot, I I can't wrap my head around it. He's definitely going to be a hopefully going to be a player that fills in for a major role that we need on this team. We haven't had a we haven't had a linebacker
1: prospect like
2: that for a while. Does anybody yeah. remember the last time?
1: Not since Derek Johnson, really. I'd hey, say. there he is. All right. By the way, my all time favorite defensive player, shout out Derek Johnson. Um, but yeah, guys. So overall, you know, I think it's a solid grade, uh, a solid draft for Brett Veach. Um, you can check out my grades for it over on the SIA and check out my article, breaking down all the picks and, uh, and grading them all. Um, overall, I think, this is going to be a very important uh, draft for Brett Veach going forward, just because obviously Mahomes' contract's coming up, you know, to get the the bigger numbers. There's a lot of vets that are going to come up and and want some money, so it's going to be very crucial for for these picks to work out, and uh, I'm very optimistic that they do.
2: Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with you. This draft class is going to make make a big difference on what we have going forward. Uh, if you look forward to what we've got currently on the roster for our future years. It's very thin in a lot of places. Like for example, there's not a lot of guys on that list. Um, These are all names that should theoretically be on that list going forward now. So um, hopefully they did all their homework correctly. I, like I said, I like a lot of these guys. I like a lot of these picks um, for where they got them range value, all those things. Veach did what we kind of expected him to. He traded up and he traded back. It was just later in the draft than we thought it might be. I thought it was going to be closer into the second round. I thought he might either try to go up or trade one of those back, maybe move up later. Yeah. Um he did the opposite in that way. We're doing both both the later round picks and reshuffling his order there. Yeah. Um but so far man and and it's interesting because you've heard it talked about, you haven't really heard the national media like praise beach for picks other than you know Mahomes. yeah this draft got some notice from some places we'll see if that turns into good thing or bad things but this draft got some notice from some places so we'll be bringing you plenty of things coming forward here um talk about our divisional rival picks we'll talk about uh all kinds of stuff in regards to these different camp battle spots and picks like that so we'll have plenty of content for you don't go anywhere yeah stay tuned
1: Stay tuned. We'll be back uh, later this week to break down undrafted free agents and whatever else we feel like talking about. And then, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll stick with you through the off season. We'll we'll pump out some content for you guys, and uh, yeah, it'll be a great time. So, anyways, guys, be sure to check us out at Kingdom Says Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we will see you next week.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet